0: And yeah, again, thank you for being here, church. Um, I know for some of you, it will have been um, difficult to to get here today. So thank you for being here. And for those that are having to join us online, thank you for doing so as well. But I can't believe you've come to church in your pajamas. What's that about? You know, never heard of Sunday best. Unbelievable. But church, it's so good to be here together. And um, thank you again for coming. Um, it's it's the last Sunday in April, um, and obviously, as Pastor Matt's already said, with with the with the marathon going today, and um, there's it's it's a bit different um, than than sort of other other Sundays would normally be, and um, I, I sort of find when when you come to the end of April, it's like you're waiting for that proper week of you know that sort of proper weather like we're we're getting into kind of May and you know like May brings a, that's the a kind of a, the sunnier months start to come in and, and you're waiting for that that proper weather to kick in and, and the way it works is normally we'll get maybe one and, and if we're if we're really blessed we'll get two weeks but you'll be working so you'll not get the experience and then when you're off it starts raining again. So that's the way it normally works in this country anyway. But yeah today is the same it's a bit of a different Sunday because, because of what's happening outside. But do you know what, as we were worshipping together and, and as we were around the table there, I just sort of felt that, um, and, and I've got it here in my notes, that I hope that today isn't just another Sunday for you. But I actually really feel that this isn't just another Sunday. I feel that there's, there's something significant happening here. And, and that's very fortunate for the person that comes up to, to bring the word to God. God's blessed us already in our service today and, um, and I really hope that today isn't just another Sunday for you but that it is significant for you. I really hope that God speaks specifically to you um, in, in the season that you are currently in. I hope that it's not just another Sunday Um, But yes, we've got the title there behind me and you'll see a Sunday in April. And that's a bit of a strange title, but um, it came to me this week as it was sort of reflecting on uh, what we're talking about. And I want to tell you about um, a Sunday in April that that happened last year, actually. Um, This... It was, it was a normal enough Sunday, and you know what I mean by a normal enough Sunday? You, you, sort of, you, you go to church in the morning and then you do whatever your kind of normal Sunday afternoon routine is. And fortunate enough for me, the in-laws were making me dinner that day. So that was good. That was a good Sunday for me. Um, because for some reason, my house didn't really do Sunday dinner. So that was the best thing that I inherited with marriage, was a Sunday dinner. It was honestly, it's brilliant. So we have... Well one of the best things obviously is Rebecca too. She's in a second service, so we'll change it for when she comes. But yeah, so we're we're it's a routine enough Sunday. We're 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 having our Sunday dinner at the in-laws and then we're on our way back. So we're we're heading towards church and um, we're driving along driving along the road and the next thing what happens is this car pulls out from the left and, and he's not looking in our direction. The driver's not looking at us and there's not really enough time to move and this is the result of that. I know a lovely big hole in the side of what was my lovely big Audi. I'm now driving a stupid wee Peugeot 107 so if anyone's any cars going. Um, but yes, um, a hole in the side of the Audi there as you can see. It wasn't just another Sunday and, and you know what? A, a normal Sunday would have been nice but this is this is what had happened in April of last year and as bad as that looks it actually it could have been a lot worse I want to give you a bit of context because um, it it could have been a lot worse Rebecca and I were both in the car um, but we were really fine the car it it really did it it did its job it it protected us um, and like I say it could have been a lot worse but do you know the, the reasons, there's, there's a few reasons it could have been a lot worse, and one of them is that I was actually shown a great kindness with this car. I was given this car. Um, and so, if we weren't in that car, then we would have been in that stupid wee Peugeot 107 that I was telling you about a second ago, and, and it's kind of built like like a bad armchair the Peugeot 107 so I mean had we been hit in that the story might have been a bit different but we, weren't, we were in this car that, that again that i have been shown kindness with before um, and had I not been given that car then the story might have been a little bit different and Rebecca was actually 18 weeks pregnant here as well and you'll notice that it was her side of the car that was hit and, and she was grand, as I say, always was good, all was fine. There, were, there weren't any issues. We were, we were shaken up. But what happened next was really, really interesting. And because the car, there's a car pulls up in front of us. And this guy gets out of it. And he comes over to us. And he says, I'm a paramedic, but I'm actually, I'm off duty. But I've got my bag in the back of the car. So um, do you need a hand? And I was like, well, if you could check. Check out Rebecca. That would be brilliant. So this guy goes to the back of his car. He grabs his medical pack. He comes over, offers us a bit of help, and I'm like, wow, that's that's brilliant. You know what? You know that's 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 a coincidence. Um, that's that's good. And then there was this couple um, just so be, just so happened to be walking their dog along the road, and this lady was actually an A nurse. So she comes over as well. I mean the paramedic's pretty good and any nurses is, is great as well so I was like yep we'll take all the help we can get so yeah if you want to come over again check over um, Rebecca make sure everything's alright. And then this, this fella then stopped his car as well and he um, tells me I'm a fireman from carried off. Is everything alright? And I was sort of like well I mean there's no fire but he's seven foot and he's a unit like so he's going to be helpful in some way so I was like I will I mean yeah we're all good but yeah this guy's a fireman from from carried off and he wants to offer his help Rebecca actually misheard him she thought he said he was a farmer from Carriedoff, and she's like why well, is a farmer helping us get out of the car but he wasn't he was a fireman so yeah he was there he offered his help too and and do you know what? Accidents happen, things come our way unexpectedly. And and for me, when all those people kind of came past and they were they were offering their help, I really felt God's hand on us. And I felt that it's strange because you look at the car and you think, well, I mean, you've you've been in a bit of a wreck, that's not ideal. But church, accidents happen. These these things come at us and life and and I just got a reminder of God's hand being upon us. And I wanna give you um, what was actually another wee reminder too, because we had to go we then went to the, the hospital because as I said, Rebecca was pregnant, so we're having to make sure everything's all good. And it was it was all good. So we'll go to the hospital um that night and we're waiting for a scam, but I'm I'm pretty confident, like we weren't like yeah, I just I, it's, it's not always a great guide, but I, I, I just had peace. Do you know, like Christians understand that. I had peace. And so we'll wait and we'll get there and we we'll get the scan. And I'll describe this. It might not be the best photo, but there's, there's a wee hand. And how the, um, I don't know what you call the people taking the scans, but whoever she was anyway, the person taking the scan, midwife, probably a midwife. So she's taken it. And she was like, well, there's a wee thumbs up. So he'd let you know that he's all right. And I thought, well, yeah, I'll take that. And, and when, it was actually when I saw that, I thought, do you know what? God's hand has really been on us. And, and this particular Sunday, God's hand was really upon us. And all of this probably made you think the same way that it made me think, well, that's, that's a good coincidence that all those people came to help that you were in that car um all of those things but Christians don't really like that word and there's a, there's you know and and we understand why as well and I'll often say too that there there are no coincidences with God which is which is true but I want to talk a bit about this word because the word coincidence Is actually used in the Bible. It's used in the New Testament. Only once. It's used once in the New Testament. And those reading the King James will be like. It's not used in my King James. And if it's not. There's there's an alternate word that's that's used in its place. So it's used only once. In the New Testament. And it's here. And it's actually Jesus that says it. Jesus says it. In Luke chapter 10 verse 31. And this is the story of the Good Samaritan. And it says, and by coincidence, a certain priest was going down in that way. And having seen him, he passed over on the opposite side. So a lot of us will know the story here. There's, there's a man on the side of the road. He's been beat up. He's been um, left for dead. And, and then you have this, this priest walking by. And it's just, it just an interesting um, word to use there. Because I, to be honest, I was sort of thinking... Right, the word, the word, coincidence. I wonder if the Bible has anything to say about it, and it says it here this once, but it's not, it's not exactly how it seems there, or not exactly how we understand the word coincidence. Anyway, um, other other translations or versions of this, it will say, it will say coincidence, or it will say by chance. So if you're you're reading a different version, it might say, by chance the priest walked by, or it'll say, it so happened that the priest walked by. But I think you'll agree with me, all of it is pretty much it's saying, coincidentally, by coincidence, this man walked by. And the word coincidence is actually translated here from the Greek word synchirion. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but you can just go with me here. Syncarian, which is a combination of two words in Greek, son and curious. And son means together with, and curious means supreme in authority. So when you see the word coincidence, or um, it so happened, or by chance, it's saying together with, Supreme in authority. And so maybe to kind of put that all together, to put that together as a phrase, we could maybe say this. So coincidence here means what happens together with God's authority arranging circumstances. We we read this word and, and automatically we think we know what we're looking at here, but um but what we know about God and what we know about his word and what we know, even in what we were singing this morning, that God absolutely has a plan for our lives. God is sovereign over all. And even it was said at the table there, and I know the small group looked at it last night, thy will be done. We often pray that, we ask God for that. But yeah, there 's there's, there's a supreme plan going on here, and as we read that that one time in the new testament it 's almost saying, "Well, coincidence is actually God at work. Coincidence here is God at work, or by chance, God is at work, so what happened. God is at work. It is his authority arranging what is taking place here. And I want to read some verses in scripture that will hopefully encourage, encourage us today um, about the God that we serve. The God we're looking at. It says in Isaiah 46 verses 9 to 11. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning. From ancient times what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. From the east, I summon a bird of prey. From a far off land, a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. Church, in these verses we're reading, it it states that God is in charge. That he is in control. That, that that he is over everything. And and I think what often appears to us as random chance is is in fact Overseen by a sovereign God. And what sovereign means, it simply means that God is in control of everything. No matter what takes place, it is never outside of the control of God. Luke 12 and 7 tells us that God knows the number of hers on every head. And Jesus says in Matthew 10 and 29 that not even a sparrow falls to the ground without our father's notice. So we'd, we'd maybe talk at the start there about a significant life event. And I think when we consider life events, we tend to classify them as important and unimportant. The, they seem to fall into those categories. And many people have no problem believing that God is in charge of the big things. You know, he's, he, he's in control over the, the, the big circumstances or the big decisions of our lives. We, we have no problem in believing that. But we assume that such a big God would not trouble himself with the seemingly minuscule events of our everyday lives. That's what we assume. But assuming doesn't always lead us to the right place. Because that understanding, it's, it's colored by our human nature. It, it, it's not supported by what we read here. For God, there are no unimportant events. Pastor Matt will often say, God cares about every aspect of our lives. And he absolutely does. And the word supports that. He is over all of it. I hope that brings you comfort today. Because it really, it really did to me. His attention is never diluted. It's not, it's not off and, and on. It doesn't switch on and off. His attention is not diluted. And, and if the word tells us that God tracks every sparrow, if he keeps count of every her, then nothing is too small for his attention. That's what the word's reminding us of there. Every hair on our heads, every bird in the sky, these small things, God doesn't only pay attention to, he knows. And he is in control. The Bible often talks about God as the almighty God. We read that all throughout. And almighty, it really means unrestricted power. It means absolute That God is over everything. And can I encourage you today, even when we are taken by surprise, God is not. God is not. Things come from the left side. They come from left field and we don't expect them. God is not surprised. And again, I hope for you that 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 brings you comfort. We often use that word coincidence. It's how we explain unexpected events. It's how we explain surprise meetings. None of it's a surprise to God, it is mapped out by Him. He is in control of all of it. God is in control. The Bible is clear that that God allows sinful humans to make mistakes and, and we reap the consequences of those mistakes, but only a sovereign God could also promise that He will make all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. He is working all things together. Do you love him today? We were praying about this before we actually um, gathered this morning. Do you love God today? Well then he's working all things together for your good. We were actually singing that this morning. All things working together for our good. That's a promise that he makes to those who love him to those who are called according to his purpose in ways known only to God he takes even our mistakes he takes our our unplanned our surprise events and he weaves them together to fulfill his purpose for our lives We don't always get to know why. But we can trust that God is not surprised. And that he is in control. This means that even when we experience what seems to be chance events. God is working behind the scenes. To bring about his good purposes for our lives. He can take the seemingly random and he can use it for his glory. And there's a verse in Proverbs uh, 16 and 33. And I, I love how the NLT puts it here. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. And another verse in Proverbs 19 and verse 21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man. But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. He is working out his purpose in your life. The Bible says that God's purposes will prevail. That he is in control. And what might seem uh, insignificant to us. It might be the, the result of God's power working on our behalf. He's accomplishing his will in our lives here on earth. How good is it to be used by God to accomplish his purpose? The fact that he gives me purpose. Like Stephen said this morning, who am I? That God would have a purpose for my life. You know what? Absolutely God. You, you use me and, and work out your purpose through me. But no he gives our lives purpose. He gives us something to hold on to. That we are his. That, that as, as we touched on this morning. That we have a story. And we are to share that. The good news of Jesus Christ. And how he changed our lives. And if you, if you track that back. You think about when you committed your life to God. Or even what it looked since that. So often it seems like a series of insignificant events. When God is working out his purpose in our lives. I wonder if you've ever experienced a time like that. A time that left you wondering if it was if it was chance or if there was something more behind it. Maybe it was meeting someone unexpected, just the person that you needed to talk to in that moment. Or you actually you maybe you're even talking to somebody you think, well, I don't really want to talk to you right now. And and we would Let's be honest, we often have that. But then they say something, you're like, wow, that's what I needed to hear. Maybe a series of events that, that seem to come together in an unexpected way. But it leads you down a new path in life. Whatever it was, as, as Christians, as believers, as his children, we take comfort in knowing that God is in control that God is in control. And it's important to remember that God's timing is not our timing. And what may seem like coincidence to us may actually be part of a bigger plan that we cannot yet see. And can I direct you? I don't know who's... Well, I know a lot of people in the room, but I don't know everybody. I don't know who's watching online. But I want to direct us to another Sunday in April and on this particular Sunday we read in Luke 24 and verses 5 to 8 we celebrated this a few weeks ago it says why do you look for the living among the dead he is not here he is risen Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners. Be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. You know, the first few verses of that are brilliant and, and, and we love using them and, and I know that I use them on Resurrection Sunday to say that he is not here, he has risen. But what is just as important is the events that lead to this because they're being reminded that Jesus told you. Do you remember it was said to you? Remember what happened before? And what, what happens here. Is that the son of man. Jesus is handed over. And he was. He was handed over to sinners. He was crucified. And then on the third day. He rose again. Just like he said he would. And what's significant about that Sunday, what's significant about Jesus rising from the dead, is it meant that everything that he had said was true. He is who he said he is, and he was who he said he was, and he is who the word of God says he is. John 3 and 17. God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world. But in order that the world might be saved through him. By sacrificing himself for us on the cross. He took the punishment for all of our sins at once. Once and for all. A debt that could not be paid by us. Once and for all, God's son was sent and he sacrificed himself on the cross for us that we might have a relationship with him. But there's, there's, there's our part to play in this. We, we have something to do. Or something to recognize at least. I hope that you you believe in the words that we have just read. I hope you realize that what, what we are talking about today is real. I hope that you are encouraged that, that we as believers worship a risen saviour. But if you have never done this. It says in Romans 10 and verse 9. If you confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart. That God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And what it means by confessing with your mouth. The Lord Jesus. It means confessing the fact that you have sin. And that you need a saviour. All of us are in need of a saviour. That's why it says that the world is included there. The world all of us. Or are in need of a Saviour. And we must confess, we must believe that we have sinned, we must confess that sin to God, ask for His forgiveness, but truly believe. It's not just about talking, it's about believing. Believing in our hearts. Only God can see our hearts. That's why that's there. Believing in our hearts that Jesus lived, died, rose again and he is who he said he is i'm going to pray and the team are going to come and lead us in a final song lord thank you for your word thank you god that you are in control of our lives lord thank you that as has been said today that you love us that you have a purpose for our lives and god thank you that today as we have gathered and and whether it's those watching online or those in the room thank you that we have gathered around your word that it is possible to do that thank you for truth thank you God for loving us thank you that you have a plan for our lives for those who don't know you God I pray that they would ask the questions they need to ask that they would say what they need to say and that they would believe in their hearts we leave it with you God